in a tenant's world and a landlord's world when it comes to repairs, emergency repairs, who's going to pay and how do you get this stuff? It's often this stuff done. It's often a really gray area. Stay tuned. We're going to update you on what's right and what's wrong. Morning, Mark. Oh, Episode four four two. Good morning. Um, good morning. Emergency, emergency repairs in real estate. Um, what are my rights? What do I need to know? I'm a tenant. I'm a landlord. Uh, this is quite an interesting one because typically your emergency repairs will always happen outside of business hours, or usually that's the case. So, is the first response call someone at whatever time it is, call the property manager, and that is part of their job, but is there a better way to go about things than just emergency call someone at 2 a.m. and say, I've got a problem. Can I fix these things on my own? Yes. And I, and I guess, you know, it, you know, practically with most real estate agencies, if they're running nine to five, um, you've got a hell of a lot of hours outside of nine, uh, before nine o'clock and after five o'clock where stuff can go wrong. And often yeah. it's like, oh my God, what do I do? Where do like, who do I call? Um, you're lost. You're lost. Yeah. What would you well, we, have our, we have our emergency hotline um, that is for all, all, all things real estate. doesn't matter as long as it's something to do with Novak Properties. We'll have someone on the end of that line who's going to help you out. Um, but as a tenant and as a landlord, you need to know what you're entitled to, what you need to do, what is, who's responsible for what. What falls under, under the responsibility of the tenant, Mark? Um, what sort of repairs would not, it be? Is it, not is much. it inflicted? <laughs> <laughs> is the self-inflicted? Uh, well, that's right. Um, and, I, and I think as a, as, a, um, uh, as a tenant, there's a duty to minimise loss. Um, you know, there is, a, 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 it's, a, it's a duty that, you know, it's, look, if you can rush down and get the mains, if it's a water, if it's water damage um, coming through a pipe, run down, turn that mains off. Um, but even stuff like, God, a lot of people just have, you, you, get, you don't get taught at school where is the water main. Yeah, you know, every house has a water main. Every unit block has the water main. It's actually a good thing to make yourself familiar with, um, yeah. and uh, you know, as and you may not be that way. You may not be that sort of, you know, builder background or care factor zero, um, yeah. but definitely living in all properties, you should know where your water main is. That's the main uh, tap that turns off the whole building. Uh, and you should know where your power, uh, where your power board is inside yeah. your unit or your house, and so you can just rush and turn that off in the event of a, an emergency or a fire. Yeah. Another interesting one is with electrical. Often, it's your accessories that are tripping the electrics in the first place. Um, the property managers will typically run you. They'll run you through a little procedure of turning everything off, testing different. Um, testing different switches on and off and then you can work out and isolate if it's an accessory like it's sometimes just a toaster or something stupid um, or there is a more underlying um, issue people don't know this and you're right you don't get taught these things in school um, which 
more and more apparently it's, it's becoming quite crazy that these things aren't being taught to us. Um, I think Mark's having a bit of difficulty there. Do you catch me there, Mark? I would say again. I was just saying it's it's funny how you said there. You don't get you don't get taught this stuff in school, but these are life skills that are so important, and it goes down. There's so many things that we say that school doesn't teach you in terms of life skills, but these are fundamentals in terms of being able to live and move forward in life and just have a general understanding of you know the things around you. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and that's a good one that you mentioned with um, testing of circuits. So a lot, not a lot of people know that, you know, if you've got a, a hair straightener and uh, which I know you do, James, um, yeah, and that uh, that is a dud, it's old or it's broken, and that continues to turn your whole power off in your house, Yeah, naturally you'd go, I'm going to ring the agent. Uh, but you've got to be a little bit careful because you have are going to be held responsible for that. So yeah. there is also there's there is a testing situation that a real estate agent will take you through to say, look, try this, try this, try that. You know, pull that, pull, and you stay, we actually start layering and start getting a, uh, the tenant to go through all of the property and pull out everything out of their PowerPoints uh, yeah. and then keep going back and turning the power on to see if it continues to fail. Um, now, if it, uh, if you decide to call your own electrician or your own plumber, when I gave you that example just then, that could be on you. Um, so, you know, particularly, I think the best advice I could give is if it can wait, let it wait. Um, because it, it, it does uh, save everyone involved costs, uh, but if it can't, it can't. So there, there's essential services, uh, uh, power, and essential and, and water. Uh, yeah. And I think if you if essential services often can't wait, uh, tenants got to be able to have a shower on a property. So yeah. that stuff you know starts to become a, an emergency situation. Um, which you then can run the gauntlet of calling a your own plumber or your own electrician. Um, oh, another one, often your your agent will provide in the lease the preferred plumber for the landlord and the preferred yeah. plumber uh, for the electrician um, inside that lease. They're the main two emergency guys. But you'll have other people. I was just thinking about that as well. You'll have someone like a locksmith will probably be on there. Um, you'll have all sorts of different services. Am I right in saying that? Say it again. A lot, like things like a locksmith as well. Yeah, a lockout's a good one. Um, yeah, we. <laughs> do you want to explain that? That's that's an interesting. Well, we one. get it. We get it all the time, and I'm sure all agencies, all, all agencies would. And it's the typical. Again, it's the typical two a.m. sort of story. Um, I've locked myself out. Can you call a locksmith out for me or can you come and open the door for me? Um, at that time, and you've done it, you were the cause of the cause of the problem in this one. If you've locked yourself out, unfortunately, yep. you, have to, you have to cop it. Um, if you if you can stay somewhere overnight and, and save yourself the fees and come and borrow the key from the agency the next day, or if you need to get back in, um, I guess it's a very situational, um, a situational thing that would happen. And... Um, yeah, unfortunately, people don't seem to understand that. Yeah. So these things need to be understood from the get-go as well. 
as to what I'm entitled to and what I'm what I have to do if I if I make a mistake like that. And um, yeah, lockout's an, an interesting one. I, like, on my advice would be on lockout: go to Bunnings, grab a um, uh, coded uh, lockbox. Um, the coded lockbox has like a hook on it, a lock hook, and you can actually go through and lock um, your key in the like in the garden over over a, uh, a tap, or you can go and lock your key uh, somewhere inconspicuous. You can uh, lock it to the tow bar of your car. Um, you can lock it to uh, if you know something that's fixed that's generally not going to move near your property. Now, yeah. and, and and out of the way so no one knows it's there, sort of thing, and we can we'll sort of grind it grind it off or try to open it and stuff. But it's going to be easier to break in your house than to break into a lockbox. But the reason yeah. I say that is that lockbox is going to travel with you probably the rest of your life if you buy a good one. And yeah. if you ever get locked out. You know, that trusty little thing's always going to be bailing out of trouble between yourself, your kids, your partner. Um, you know, you're always going to be locking yourself out. So I think it's very, very important for people to do that because you look at the cost of a locksmith out of business hours, they can be yeah. charging upwards of two or 300 bucks. You, they'll charge you two to $300. If your agency's yeah. open and you sleep at a friend's place overnight, then we're going to give it to you for free, but we're going to need your ID. That's hard. Your ID is locked in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to show, though, like you don't think about these things being two or three steps ahead. But when you when you sign a new lease, when you get the new keys to your home, you make sure you've got enough sets of keys. If you like, it goes to that saying almost. But these are the little things that people don't seem to do, um, which I think would make a lot of difference and a lot of impact on their on their time and the property spent. Um, We've got a couple of people on this morning, Mark. Sorry, we go on. do. We're we're probably a little bit different because we're managing, uh, you know, three thousand tenants and three thousand landlords, and I guess yeah. we our our systems are, are probably or our availability is a lot or probably a lot better, or maybe even towards the top end of the best, but. You know, yeah. bear in mind, most agencies are running a couple hundred properties. Uh, so, you know, you you sort of got to, as a tenant, you know, you may just not be able to contact anyone after hours. They may not have a service. Hours, if you dial the office, you'll uh, or, or, or online chat, um, a property manager, you'll get you'll get to speak with, or a salesperson, you'll get to speak with. Um, but you sort of got to, you've got to be, you got to run that caution of of. I guess you've got to be practical uh, as a, as a tenant. You've got to have a good think of, of you know what else can be done. Uh, adjoining neighbours are great. You'll always find someone will be nice and handy, yeah. and uh, and the people in the lease. What have we got? What comments we got this morning? So good morning, people, Emma. Good morning, Luke. Neil. It amazes me how people do not know about the water mains. Yeah, such a basic. Such a basic little thing that everyone find your water mains. Find your water mains in your property. It's all you. I can. I can assure you, you'll need it one day. Yeah, Neil from the UK. From what I can tell, have these problems in the UK as well. An emergency call last night from a tenant with the electrics tripping. Turns out she had an extra fridge plugged into the lounge in an extension leash, which was causing it. <laughs> yeah. Enough. So with with, yeah. with with electrical tripping, what's changed? 
uh, the hardest thing is when it's just something that's got, gotten old and failed. But the most common thing is something's changed. So someone's put an extension cord in. They put the power board with four to one, you know, four yeah. four plugs into one, and it's a shit one, yeah. or it's or it gets wet. Um, what's changed is is the big thing um, with with identi identifying electricity one once. Um, was that a question for me? In terms of no. Nah. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were. <laughs> Luke said prevention, repair it, and you know, good landlords do do that as well. But there's a there's a line, isn't there, where if you're causing the problems, then you're going to be have to be the one to solve to fix it. But you know, for the most part, the landlords do do almost everything that's asked of them, um, based on the yeah, situation. Yeah. In an emergency, I, I think, like, look, last night you had a perfect example. Someone's car park flooded and their car got wet. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that's, um, that that was an example where well, – another thing people don't know, um, by law, you uh, in, in Australia, in a unit block, we must yeah. have a board which must have the strata details on it by yeah. law. Um, so every single unit block in Australia will have a uh, in the foyer. It'll have a notice board. On the notice board, it'll have your bylaws uh, advertised, yeah. and it'll tell you who your strata manager is. Now, that's actually a really good one. Um, I don't know how we came around to this, but you've also got to identify: is it my landlord's problem, or is it my strata's problem? So yeah. it doesn't necessarily sit with the landlord when you're when you're in a house generally absolutely it sits with your landlord when you're yeah. in a unit block generally um if it's the if it's the pipe if oh, this, is, this is this is this is uh <laughs> shady. Yeah. if it's the yeah. pipe work inwards um it's going to be strata so you know um if you've clogged the drain then that's going to be that's going to be you or the owner. Um, whereas if it is, uh, you know, pipework that's an issue, electrical uh, from the wall inwards, like backwards, I should say, yeah. uh, that's going to be strata. So strata, um, I don't know. I don't think strata companies have the best availability, but they survive well uh, with after-hours calls, but they've all will have an yeah. after-hours number, much like agents will. They'll have someone that you can contact, but be careful because you will get, if it's uh, if it is your responsibility, you will have to pay as a tenant, even even as an owner of the property, if it's if it's um if it's not Strata's responsibility. As an owner, I guess you don't mind; it's yours anyway. But as a tenant, you don't want to be slapped with the bill because you've um you've called the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap, Mark. Um, that's Luke, a big topic, hey? I didn't realise. Yeah. Well, I think we could get into that even further. I mean, there's a lot. There's it's 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 one that's not deep, but it's yeah. You can go down a rabbit hole with that. As soon as you go down to whose responsibilities is everything. Um, yeah. You know, there's a comment there about not buying shit heaters. You know, you know, often yeah. non-quality appliances is a way. Uh, quality appliance is a good way for prevention. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. And also, what well, we even said this the other day, Mark. But you buy cheap, you buy twice, and um, <laughs> they're the ones that always cause the problems. Yeah. Anyway, have or you got anything else? I think we're I think we're good. 
sun's out, rain stop, have a beautiful day, uh, and hopefully COVID go away. Yeah, well, that's I suppose that's actually the that that is the other other thing that's worth noting, isn't it? That um, we're back into COVID restrictions. I wonder if we're going to have any sanctions imposed back onto real estate in the next in this morning, maybe. Um, we'll Mate, see. I, I hope that guy. I hope the initial the uh, this guy who spread it all initially got his barbecue equipment made five barbecue stores. He must Jesus have had a big Christ. party this weekend, which I hope he's not having. I hope, I hope he got his barbecue stuff, he's, and he's happy with that. But um, no, good luck, yeah. everyone, with COVID. Be careful. Mask up. I was in the survey yeah. last night, and everyone had a mask. So, um, yeah, stay safe. Stay safe. That's it. All right. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you, legend. Cheers, bud. Bye-bye-bye.